Welcome to the ABM Conversations Podcast, the number one podcast for B2B marketers wanting to explore timeless account-based marketing strategies to drive revenue, customer engagement, retention, and everything that makes sense to both marketers and sales folks. No more fluff. No more vanity metrics. Live from India, made for the world. And now your hosts, Yog and Manish. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of uh, AVM Conversations podcast with me, Manish, and my Yog. Yeah, uh, it's that time of the year again when uh, you know people are marketing. People are uh, making far-reaching predictions on social media, um, <laughs> saying, you know, uh, this is dead, that is dead, uh, email is dead, blogging is dead, and whatnot. And uh, Yag, you made a post about this using Tom, uh, Tom Fish, Fishburne. yeah, Fishburne's yeah. cartoon on LinkedIn a few days ago. Right, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the marketoonist, and uh, you know, I love everything the way he puts across. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, you know, this one resonated so much because um, I have seen this year and year, and uh, you know, I'm sure you have too, and many of our, uh, our listeners here, you people would have also seen this, that come December, come January, everybody is talking about some sort of predictions. And more often than not, it is about, you know, email marketing is dead, CMO is dead, uh, content marketing is dead, whatnot, you know, anything and everything except themselves and their predictions, everything sounds dead. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's the fun part. And uh, uh, Tom said that the only thing that's not dead is the uh, you know apocalyptic predictions of these people. Exactly, exactly. And that inherently, uh, you know, brings us to our uh, topic today, which which, uh, you know, ironically is about the future of marketing. <laughs> and shout out to Naveen Bharati, who uh, suggested we take up this uh, topic uh, as one of our episode, um, you know, podcast episodes. And um, to begin with, you know, let's analyze what the past of marketing look like and where are we at the present in terms of uh, what's working with uh, the marketing world at large. And then a few avenues. Obviously, we are not going to be the fortune tellers to, you know, prescribe what exactly the future of marketing is going to look like. But we definitely have a few avenues in mind that we think marketing is going to lead us to. Right. So, for instance, you know, um, just to put things into perspective, how we have evolved over a period of time, uh, we have moved from the traditional way of marketing where everything was, uh, you know, in person, going uh, going to events and uh, connecting with people in person, direct marketing and all of that. And from there, we moved to uh, the funnel aspect where uh, we uh, pour in a lot of, uh, we spray and pray basically. Right. right? So, and then uh, eventually draw a lot of people onto our website and few of them convert from there. Uh, so, that's, that's that's primarily how inbound marketing, uh, you know, started to sub, uh, come in. And in the last few years, uh, we've seen that marketers find it more productive, especially in the B2B uh, arena, where we focused on the small set of uh, people that we want uh, as part of our customer logos and specifically nurture specific people in those companies. Like, what do I specifically say to the daily user of my product? What do I say to the influencers? And what do I say to the decision makers who are going to spend money on uh, buying that particular product? So overall, you know, the communication has um, changed. The way of communication has changed. But... I think ultimately the need to influence the decision maker is never going to go out of fashion is what I think. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, we have evolved from the, you know, ancient history of uh, marketing being, uh, uh, you know, production, mass production 
uh, held uh, marketing norm to consumer monopolized uh, inbound marketing. Uh, and then I think one of the possible avenues that marketing might take is becoming more ABM in its uh, nature, you know, uh, ABM in the sense that uh, it'll be more uh, diversified, it'll be more uh, deep than being one to many. I wouldn't rather say diversified, but I would say yeah, uh, going deep and focusing on specific set of people than casting a wider net and seeing what comes in. Exactly. So by diversified, uh, you know, let me clarify. Uh, by diversified, what I meant was it's going to be a more niche oriented. You know, the riches is going to be in the niches, right? Right. And uh, let's talk about uh, what is happening at the present because it's very important to uh, put the context um, that we are in right now to analyze what might happen in the future and if you look at the present i think what's happening right now is uh, google has monopolized uh, the marketing world single-handedly you know um, uh, we can't imagine what might happen to uh, businesses at large if google were to stop existing tomorrow right, right. Um, and if you look at google as a business it's um, it's not just a search engine platform or a software tech company, but it's an advertising agency, the biggest advertising agency in the world, right? People I'm don't glad you mentioned this because, you know, in fact, off late, I'm seeing this in a lot of companies that mm -hmm. they're using this as a question uh, to interview marketers. They're asking, like, what would be your approach if Google was dead tomorrow? Wow, yeah, <laughs> that's Im unimaginable. And you definitely have to come up with a creative answer to say that. Right. And... Uh, so yeah, it's a platform that aggregates advertising uh, ads and marketing efforts. And then uh, not only that, right? Uh, Google also uh, games the algorithm. It completely, completely controls what it wants to display and what it wants to hide. And there have been acquisitions made in the recent part past from companies like Expedia, where you know they said uh, Google uh, downranks their results, the vendors' results in uh, you know in exchange of google's own uh, results so that uh, so as long as uh, you're not threatening google's revenue streams you're fine but if it comes to posing a threat to one of uh, google's uh, businesses and google is all over the place with when it comes to these kind of businesses google will try to um, you know somehow downrank you and um, treat you completely. you know this reminds me of one of the most um, uh, funniest conversations at least from my perspective mm -hmm. uh, is that when the us senate called up uh, you know google's executives and they asked do you manipulate search results and they said no Right. So <laughs> this is this is by far uh, you know if you think the about biggest it, lie in yeah, history this is exactly yeah. their business that's the core of what they do right right yeah, that's, that's interesting. But, you know, since you brought Google, um, which is, um, you know, on the core of personalization and trying to make searches more relevant. And in fact, uh, many people even believe that um, Google listens to every conversation happening everywhere. Right. Uh, on the other hand, we have something like DuckDuckGo, which is all about uh, a privacy as their core uh, selling USP. Pro privacy, yeah. So do you think, uh, you know, that is going to have a higher winning percentage in the near future? Sure. So that's what I was going to uh, come to. You know, I think uh, we are at this uh, peak where Google is uh, being, uh, you know, pushed into the corner about its privacy issues and uh, the monopoly that it practices. And uh, I think uh, players like Dr. Go has a fighting chance, have a fighting chance because they are advocating uh, on behalf of consumers, right? They are saying, hey, we won't... Uh, uh, we won't uh, spy on your data right 
and I think that's a very good USP to market to the consumers right now who are looking for alternatives, right? Uh, who are trying to fight the walled garden that Google is trying to create. Uh, this create this gives me another uh, you know I would like to uh, give a shout out to a couple of more people as mm -hmm. part of this conversation. Uh, yesterday you know we both were part of this LinkedIn local event in Chennai, uh, and um, one of the CEOs of uh, a data science company called Shriram, uh, he came out and said that uh, you know data today is the biggest thing to own for several companies absolutely and it could be from different perspectives and however democratized uh, data is becoming but still the ownership of data is always going to be um, vested with a very few privileged players in the industry exactly so even if uh, you know uh, from from a uh, different perspective of or from uh, the perspective of somebody who would not trust this factor easily i would still say duck duck do yes uh, i mean uh, they say they are private but how much do we know as end consumers that where uh, the data resides? You know, as long as it's on the cloud, that's true. It's still going to be uh, possibly accessed. Vulnerable, vulnerable and all that. Anything. Right, right, right. And it's funny how we didn't even talk about Bing because I don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so that's one aspect. And uh, coming back to what you said about the importance of data, data is the new currency in business and tech, right? Yeah. And uh, even the experts in the Silicon Valley believe uh, that the most powerful people people in the present world are, are not the people with the most money or uh, political um, you know influence but it's the people who create algorithms right. and that ties directly into what you're saying about you know data being a very strong point to right. succeed in today's world right. right so those are the problems that we have in our hands right now but uh, let's uh, let's talk about what could be the solution. Right. So moving on to the next segment. So this is uh, exactly what uh, we also wanted to uh, put through to you people. And uh, you know we would love if you can um, come back uh, with your comments and views uh, in the show notes and the uh, comment section here. But what we want to talk about is what could really be the future. I mean, not predicting as we uh, said in the very beginning, but trying to um, gauge what could possibly happen and what could be the yeah, best. Take a calculated guess, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's always important. From that perspective, you know, I have always believed, Manish, that uh, um, marketing has to be in a way where it doesn't feel like people are being marketed to. Great and this yeah. is something that um, I've always advocated and tried to follow my best uh, in the way, uh, you know, we build our websites, the way we communicate, we reach out to people. And and I'm a firm, firm believer of uh, ABM because uh, it's important that um, you need not be known to everyone in the world, but if you need to be known to the set of people that really matter to you. Uh, so it's it's important. And then uh, the other perspective, look at the kind of community that we have here in Chennai is that um, all the people who come out to uh, support us in events are all actually uh, friends. Um, and uh, they don't look at us purely as somebody who's, uh, you know, a guru trying to give information, but more like uh, a good friend with whom they can have a good exchange of conversation. Right, right. So we probably are headed to a space where people don't, shouldn't feel marketed to. What's your talk? Yeah, yeah. Great point. So uh, I think that's also marketing in its truest form. You know, marketing has um, come to evolve into something that's uh, you know manipulative and that's salesy and not and whatnot but if you look at the uh, you know core truth of marketing that's exactly what marketing is supposed to do you know it's mm -hmm. about relationship building it's about building trust and it's about helping people selflessly find solutions to the problem and what you're saying definitely sounds like that you know it's uh, going to be a brands or marketer 
helping uh, people find solution to whatever the pain points are right so that's not marketing that's actually service right and it's i think more like that's community building yeah and i think we are already seeing hints of that happening with uh, forums and communities being uh, the favorite watering holes for consumers in their respective niches where mm-hmm. they go to find answer to their questions instead of going to a uh, mixed crowd of people and asking for solution right but That's with respect to communities i will also like to add one more thing uh, you know there are a lot of companies which have their own uh, communities in one way or the other so hubspot has their inbound.org and uh, you know you name it and every company has every big company has some some sort of community there but um one of the key things i believe as uh, you know from a community standpoint is it shouldn't be focused to uh, their product or their market absolutely yeah. where uh, you come and say that hey i have a problem with this uh, product 90% of the communities or forums which um, we go and see are um, always talking about i had a problem with this particular software and this is uh, this installation issue uh, how do i go about it and somebody who's already gone through that is going to say this now this community becomes more like a support system where they are fixing each other's issues but um it should rather be much broader helping each other to kind of um, set up their marketing initiative set up their uh, uh, overall uh, you know uh, business growth and everything in that direction where i could come to you and ask uh, you know this is what i have in my mind um, how do you uh, suggest that i take this forward exactly so take away number 1 2 3 uh, it's you know number 1 the future of marketing is no marketing in so many ways uh, and number 2 it might be you know the future of marketing might look uh, heavily community based and uh, uh, you know number 3 uh, avenue it can take is uh, the future of marketing might still be heavily inbound self service but topic based which is again ties back to you know being uh, community oriented and all that right right so one more uh, direction um, you know i also would like to think about um, I, you know manish uh, your perspectives are uh, greatly welcome uh, and so is our uh, sort of people who are listening to this uh, i think there could be a significant possibility of machines marketing to other machines uh, going yeah. forward for instance uh, think of the situation where uh, you know you uh, get up in the morning and you think your uh, car needs an overhaul but even before that you get a message on your mobile from that is coming from your car saying that yes i need an overhaul uh, and uh, these are the uh, 10 different places where uh, you know uh, the services are available hmm. uh, and then it also by its own calculation measures uh, which is the closest and which is the one that offers uh, the best value at the best price and automatically suggests that this is your optimum um, uh, car shed or uh, mechanic shop where you need to take this to That's a great point. I've never thought about it or even heard about it, you know. So in so many ways it sounds like automated marketing well where tomorrow when our roads are going to be filled with uh, driverless cars then yeah. the cars are going to uh, show themselves to the uh, repair garages instead of us taking it to them taking them to the garages right i mean that's that's a great point and um, the other thing that we want to quickly touch upon is um, again we did talk about this in our one of our previous episodes about uh, you know the the dilemma between privacy and personalization that right. we as marketers are facing right now and what it's going to look like in the future mm. right and uh, that's that's uh, that's something uh, that has been of discussion uh, for a long time uh, right now uh, the reason we uh, again emphasize on this is that um, yes uh, as much privacy is important um we also have to uh 
take a calculated guess and try to understand how much people really value uh, um, privacy. Because, uh, for instance, several companies uh, in pursuit of offering personalization, um, they request for some sort of uh, zero-party data, uh, which we discussed in one of our previous episodes. Um, and the whole point of that is consumers are willing to share some of the data in exchange of the value that the company is ready to provide. Exactly. So that's where yeah. it's going. So uh, probably I think this becomes more of an ethical question as to how an organization wants to uh, look at this and uh, how valuable they want to be. And um, overall, you know, I would like to close this conversation by saying that the future or, you know, it's there's no specific future to marketing, but one thing that I think will remain true throughout is marketing is the business of building trust. So as long as you're going to provide value and maintain the trust of your consumers and your prospects, uh, probably you are uh, in the driver's seat in that game. And it's also a good time to start uh, practicing permission-based marketing to you know strike a balance between privacy and personalization issues. And it's going to be an ethical dilemma until and unless the consumer world decides what is more of a priority for them. And that's what uh, we have to you know listen to as marketers. Right. So uh, that's that from us today. And uh, uh, we thank you so much for your time. And more importantly, we would love your suggestions on what could be the next new topics that you would like us to discuss on uh, so that, you know, it, we could make this more relevant to you. And until we meet you next time, this is bye from Yag. And bye from Manish. Take care. Thanks for listening to the ABM Conversations podcast. Make sure you subscribe and share your comments with us. We're constantly looking for your feedback, thoughts, and suggestions to make the show more relevant to you. 